Welcome to episode 236 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Righto guys, so welcome along to episode 236 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? I'm very good, and you? Well, I'm in communist China. Back in communist the, China, John. That's what this show should be called. It's and a, the internet's working this time. Yeah. You lad? The, the internet's very interesting in communist China, John, because, for example, you can't get on Facebook to save yourself. You can't uh-huh. get on YouTube. But I, try, I thought, well, well, let's see what kind of websites you can get on job. John, and there are some websites which are a little bit undesirable that you can get on easily, <laughs> and it's, it's just interesting what they block and what they don't block. Interesting. So, it's only for research, and, uh, but anyway, this, uh, yourself, what have you been up to? Uh, back from holiday, back into training. Okay, it's all now, good. I Am Talk is proudly brought to you by? Coffeesofhawaii.com. Oh, check out the coffee. Actually, check out the deal on our page. It's, it's a good one. Free one. Athlinks.com. Uh, check out your mates and how much you're beating them. And extreme endurance. Because you've been using extreme endurance. You heard of that? You like that? Nice. <laughs> okay, this week's show, we've got some news. We've got an age group of the week. got a website of the week. And we've got some questions and answers. And uh, just thinking, mate, we haven't done a high five in a long time. That's a good point. No, I, mean, we, I think over, over our, you know, our summer and the North American winter when there's less racing on, then, then we can get back to a bit more traditional shows. So, yep, if I, I'll, I'll have a look through the files. I don't recall there being a lot of high fives on, on, on file, but we'll, yeah, we'll have a look. We'll, we'll come up with some. I must say, I've done no peas. I've literally, I woke up, turned on the computer, and I said hello, and the show is happening. So it's probably not my sharpest show, but let's see how we go. News is proudly brought to you by xtry.com. Check out xtry for the latest news, reviews, and interviews with the stars. We're going to start off with some results this weekend. We had Silverman. And a couple of these results are from two weekends ago because I was sunning myself on the beach last week. But, yeah, Silverman's a um, – it just sounds like a great, tough – race uh, and for those of you that want to are going to race the world long course champs um, it's going to be held on a similar similar course to this um, it's held in Nevada and um, it's a race where they used to have the big prize money for the the first team but they no longer seem to have that but anyway Andreas Walpert uh, took it out in 10 hours and four minutes swam 59.57 biked 5.26 and ran 3.32 and it was a fairly large victory next second was Dan Frost and he was uh, 43 minutes behind and then Paul Dunn was another you know nearly half an hour behind so um, once you start getting into the 11 hours there's quite a few guys in there um, but the pro he's a pro athlete that took it out haven't heard of him but but he was uh, first male on the girls side of things we had uh, Monique Jawicki um, who was first and she did 11.32 and second was Tracy Thielen in 11.39 um, what was interesting about Silverman was uh, obviously they have the full course which is what we focus on a bit more but then they also have a half and they have a team option and in the half a good old um, Macca was there and just laid down the smack in the half and took that out a few weeks after doing Kona so it's just, just great to see him out there supporting other events and um, sure he wouldn't have been in peak condition and sure he wouldn't have had probably much competition but um, the fact that he's out there supporting these non these, these up-and-coming events, I think, is fantastic. 
um, I saw, I remember on Facebook somewhere, he was saying it was his last race of the year, so... Oh, totally. You definitely think so. I'm, I'm surprised he stuck around and did it. But he, but as I said, he's good at doing that. You know, I remember when we were in Rote, he did uh, did Frankfurt because yeah, he, he yeah. Well, and he also did Frankfurt because he wanted to race the the against um, the big guns in Frankfurt, and then he tried to back up and do Rote the week after. Not so much because he thought he was invincible, but I think he really likes to support events, supports Rote, um, and he also you know like the TriStar events. He's going and doing them, and he, he does get around and and do races and for sure financially I'm sure it's very very good for him but also it's just good that um, he's helping these other events grow I wonder, I'm curious you know like one thing Mecca is Mecca's kind of one of the you know the faces of the sport I'm curious financially how much this win would be for him um, in the long term you know like I'm sure it was pretty good payday you know getting the win but obviously you know what implications does having that win actually imply for the whole you know oh huge i mean let's let's wait and see what you'll see next year in the magazines you know the last two years every bloody third or fourth advert you see in triathlete magazine is craig alexander prior to that it was maca and i'm sure this year it's going to flip back straight onto maca and you're going to see a lot of specialized advertising and all his sponsors are going to be coming out and pushing him hard so yeah i think from a sponsorship point of view i think it'll be huge in terms of how what he can attract from race organizers i mean they've only got a limited budget and i'd say they'd be tapping that out pretty highly anyway to get somebody of his caliber so maybe not so much there but from a sponsorship point of view i think he'll do very very well out of it and that's where those guys make their money it's not from the prize money it's from um, the endorsements well, the other thing I think as well is when it comes to Mecca he's probably him and maybe there's not many people who actually cross over to outside triathlon uh, Mecca mm. gets a little bit of sponsorship but like I know um, is it Hammer that uh, he sponsors his clothes or Under, 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 Under Armour Under yeah, Armour Under Armour you know, like he gets quite a lot of exposure with those guys outside the triathlon market as well. So, you know, that opens up other doors that most triathletes don't get exposed to. Exactly. Mm, okay, so, so we also had Ironman Florida happen, mate. And, uh, and that, I've just put the results and, here. And that was the weekend before last as well. And and a guy who's had a, just a fantastic year took that race out. I mean, um, as sort of predicted, it, it really did come down to the to the run. It sounded like there was a reasonable-sized bunch coming off the bike, a couple of guys maybe off the front. But really, James Kanana, who he's – what has he won? He's won um, – Alp Duez, uh, he won one of the Rev races, um, he's won a couple of other races I know during this year and, and really just a, a good all-round day, you know, he, he swam 51.45, biked 4.35 and then ran a 2.43 for an 8-hour 15, so very, very solid day at the office and uh, and ended up doing it reasonably comfortably, you know, two and a half minutes back to Pedro Gomez, who I've, I have not heard of before, but obviously a good runner, he ran a 2.49 and then Dirk Bockel um, coming off a you know, really good race in Kona, ran a 2.51 um, to finish an 8.21. So really, really close racing. You know, when you, you look back um, at 25, a couple of minutes back was Market, Marcus Farquhar, Jeremy Dukowitz was next back, and these are still, you know, only one or two minute gaps. So it really does come down to the run of that race, and apparently the conditions were a bit cooler this year. So a 2.43, regardless of the conditions, is, is a really good run split. Um, so we have to look out and see what James Kanana does next year when he comes up against um, some of the real big kahunas. You know, uh, to be fair, all the guys in that field, you know, not a lot of um, top tier pros there. No big kahunas, John. No big kahunas. <laughs> and the, the good. 
the girls, we had Jessica Jacobs uh, take it out. Now, she's a really strong rider, um, and this is one of the first times she's really managed to put together a, a really good run, and great time by her, 907.49. So, again, the run split as well. Yeah, and, and great ride, and beat Erica Chomor, who's a, who's a great athlete, and also Kim Loftus. So, you know, not a, not a bad girl's top three there. Um, and you just wonder how many of these athletes, I mean, more so guys like Dirk Bockel and um, Erica Chomor and Kim Lofter, whether they're doing this race to tick off the their race they need to do, their Ironman race they need to do in order to get enough points for Conan next year. So I think we're going to see more and more of that happening. Wow. But overall... Um, the at, at Florida, um, we also had a couple of bit of feedback from guys who were racing some of the age groupers. We had uh, Scott Iot who raced, um, who I interviewed a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Awesome race! It went eight fifty nine. Far out. Uh, so that uh, we know that it's a fast course, but still eight fifty nine is a very very good time. Twenty second over. Sub nine, sub nine, twenty second overall, second in the thirty thirty four age group, and he, as we know, he's a he's a working family athlete. So that was a bloody awesome effort, and also Sean Burke, who we interviewed a few, a few weeks before that, um, he had a an age group of the week he nominated a little while ago, and where is his name? Da 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 da. da. Kerry Molam, he it was an age group of the week a few weeks ago, and he was the guy from memory that had a blowout, a couple of punches on the bike, also had some oh, mechanicals. That's what he was too, and, yeah. And then he basically Helped went around the run races. course. Mm, yeah. yeah, and he got some redemption there, and uh, he smoked the course doing 9.23, ran his way to fifth place in his age group, and he's, uh, I think he's off to Kona. Oh, good times. Well, uh, coming up this weekend, we've got Ironman Arizona, and like you're saying before, we're also getting a few of the guys who just want to knock out you know, the Ironman, you know, one that they have to do because the reason is Henning's turning up. But you've also got Matt Reed doing it. Yeah, so that's going to be – but he also raced the 70.3 champs this weekend, or like last weekend just been, that we'll talk about in a moment. So how competitive he'll be after knocking out a hard 70.3, I don't know. Maybe he's just going out there to, to test the waters and to sort of see what the distance is all about and tick one off. And, but is and, it maybe and, in, in, in the idea of maybe doing Kona? Oh, totally. It may be to just get a good little boost in points. And for Rasmus Henning, though, so sure, I mean, for a lot of the guys who got top 10 in Kona, they're going um, to be doing these races like Arizona and early season races to, to tick the box. Rasmus Henning has got to tick the box, plus he also has to get some good points. So uh, he'll, I'd imagine he'll be racing, whereas some of the others um, may not be racing so much, just getting the distance done. But Chrissy Wellington, you know, she didn't race, so she's got nothing to hold back and at a race like this which is you know you know like a not 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 a frankfurt or a rote where she often goes and where there's not going to be such a strong field she could go very close to 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 winning it i don't think she will but i wouldn't be at all surprised if at a race like this she's easily inside the top 10 and uh, you know has a bad day or something you know there's a chance isn't there you know a few things would have to go wrong for some of the top guys for it to happen yep but imagine, just imagine it. It would be. I mean, I think there have been some instances where she finished in, um, was it the Alpe d'Huez race? She finished maybe second or third or something like that a few yeah. years ago. Yep, she's been um, a couple of times. But this is a, is a serious race, and there'll be plenty of pro guys out there. And uh, yeah, themselves I'm, right now. I'm, I'm picking she's going to go around about fifth. I wonder, although I wonder if, 
she's backed off, you know, because Chris does take Kona very seriously. And you like when you go to Kona, she is lean as, and she is, you know, as fighting fit as you'd ever be. I wonder if, you know, she knows she's going to be able to turn up to this race and, you know, achieve what she needs to achieve without having to have that level of intensity. So I wonder if maybe she's backs it off a little bit. Because at the end of the day, although she didn't race Kona, she still had done the training to get her body to that condition. So mm. uh, I think she'll smack it. <laughs> I, I think she's going to smack it down. And it's apparently, uh, I haven't found a start list there, but I mean, we talked to Helene Bidevard a few weeks ago, and I think there's a number of other really good girls racing as well. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the press releases later this week, if there are any, that, uh, of who is actually racing. And it, it could be a very, very interesting race. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing the results that next week. Have you, have you found, you haven't found a start list? Well, they've got the start list of the whole field, but I'm not going to scan through that and try to f- pick out all the pro oh, athletes. Okay. So those, those are just the names that I've seen. I Alexander was doing it as well, but... Could be. Wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised at all. But he would be there more to probably just tick the box. Yeah, of course. Um, but it's just it's going to be fascinating to see all the different tactics and, uh, and, and how that race unfolds. So. I find it interesting as well because, you know, these guys like Alexander and, you know, if you go in there just to tick the box, he's still a competitive man, isn't he? And, it's, mm-hmm. you know, like I wonder if, if they can just tick the box or if they have to go for it or, you know, it's just it's an interesting dynamic and, it's, yeah, I find it interesting for the sport. Well, I, th- I think for short course stuff, you wouldn't just tick the box because it doesn't take long, long to recover. But for, for, for someone who has raced Kona and it's taken probably quite a bit out of them, it might be a different story. But uh, let's just wait and see. It's okay, going to be so interesting we had, time. They, uh, to the 70.3 World Championships last weekend and Michael Raylert took it out in a pretty good race. Yeah, I mean, um, there wasn't didn't seem to be as much promo. I mean, I only realised it was on a couple of days before the race. Um, so I think, yeah, Ray Lert, he uh, he actually was a little bit down out of the swim um, and had to ride up to the group. And it sounded like it was a reasonable sized bunch coming off the bike. And it sounded like it was a really good duel on the run. You know, he had to um, firstly catch up to I think it was Joe Gamble, who so had a little bit of a lead, uh, and is is not a bad runner at all either. And then um, he had a bit of a head to head battle there with Philip Ospley, who's won some you know former short course guy, and he's done very very well in some seventy point threes. So apparently it was quite a tough race. And then Ray Lert was really struggling a bit at the end, and the ended up being you know, about a minute and a half in it but Ray Lert was commenting that he was struggling towards the end, starting to cramp up and he felt that this one was more of a satisfying performance than last year um, so Philip Ovesway was second there and Timothy O'Donnell was third so then Joe Gable was fourth, Richard Cunningham fifth so good, solid, really good solid, awesome athletes but still probably not necessarily what you'd say is a world championship class field in terms of the depth um, that, that goes down and you don't have any of the ITU stars and you don't really have many of the Ironman stars um, but still you know, you, uh, race, you race who's on the start line when you get there. Is 70.3 the long lost brother of you know, triathlon? You know, because if that's the world championships and you know, good on these guys bloody awesome work but you know like, uh, why, why isn't it attracting <laughs> rock stars? Uh, I think the I think the changes they made have been really good. I think um, the timing is is not great. You know the yeah. ITU guys for sure have wound down their season. They don't they don't want to keep racing this late, and the, the, all the serious Ironman guys will, will majority of them will do Kona, and then the next sort of bunch of guys unless you're an awesome runner what's the point because it's you, you're not going to get away on the bike they are highly unlikely you're going to so I think um yeah I think it all, all is going to change now that they've moved the course and it'll be a tougher course the timing will be better but what's going to make the difference and to turn this into a world championship proper is going to be the prize money it's simple as that if they put huge prize money up 
people yep. will turn up, guaranteed. And uh, I just think it'd be great to see the battle of the the ICU guys versus the oh, more seventy point three guys. It's a real pure distance, isn't it? That can, everyone mm. can turn up to. That it's going to make it mm-hmm. a really great day out there. You know, you, you get you know Mecca and Crow and you know all the fast guys who are the, the, doing it, and then you get the good ITU guys. I know you think the ITU guys yep. would win, but yeah, it'd be, it'd be bloody exciting, wouldn't it? Yeah. So I think money, money talks, and if they stomp up, you know, half a million bucks or something to put on the line. Um, People will turn up guaranteed. On the girls' side of things, it was uh, not much of a race. Well, it was, it was a race, but wow, it was pretty impressive. dominated the dojo. Yeah. Jody so Swallow jo- won by six minutes. She's, she's had a great season. You know, she's won a lot of races. Um, she won a, a, an ITU race not, not too long ago. Um, and she's a girl who's had a lot of talent and uh, been under quite a bit of pressure in the UK system, but um, really starting to deliver over um, over the half Ironman distance. So she led from the gun, 24 minutes swim, 216 on the bike, which was a couple of minutes quicker than anybody else, and then a 121 run, which just scanning down looks like it was probably the fastest run split of the day as well. So she basically fast us at all three disciplines. Um, well, she, she had a gap of one minute thirty on Judy Dibbins, who was probably pretty smoked from from Kona, um, yeah, but still, still, you know, Jody Swallows is, is, is she's a good athlete. She's she's a slightly bigger athlete, and she looks really out of place on the ITU circuit because she's probably more normal size, and um, all the other girls are just tiny little whippets. And um, yeah, she's she's a good all round athlete, but she looks like she's sort of moving away a little bit from the ITU, but. Got I would have to think she'll be in the mix for the London Olympics. Um, she's, you know, she's still in the top handful of girls, and I'm sure she'd want to race on home turf. So we'll see what happens with her over the next sort of 15 months as to where she sort of heads to. But really awesome performance. Leander Cave was in second, and uh, Magli Tessere was in third. So as per the guys' field, some good athletes there, but um, you don't have again the cream of the crop. Okay, uh, TriStar is uh, going to be expanding into the US, which is a good news. It is, and I was on their website, and um, you know they're, they're not just doing triathlons, um, which is kind of what I thought they, I guess they were going to be doing. But when you look at their um, their website, uh, they haven't actually said what they're going to be doing in America. They basically, said they're launching into America, but they've got um, they do swim only races. So down in St Kitts, um, they have a, a swim, and they have a swim run, and then they have a, a different a swim bike run, so a bit of a festival sort of weekend, and then they've got. Um, all, all sorts of different options so they're, they're not really um, just sort of pigeonholing themselves into a um, into one sort of distance like a half Ironman or an Ironman they're sort of mixing it up quite a bit and it's just going to be I'm, I'm really going to be interested to see how this um, how this all sort of pans out they, they've got a, a fairly op you know, fairly big goal. I think trying to have 50 events worldwide in the next um, four to five years, and at the moment they're up to what about eight on their website. But um, they must have some reasonable money behind them, and if if they get the marketing right, I think they could do really well in America. But it's going to get more and more competition, isn't there? Well, what I find interesting about it is that uh, is there, what's their goal? You know, they just want to be an events company, or do they want to be a triathlon company? And if so, do they have a specific race they want to focus on, or do they want to be all types of racing? You know, like it seems that they're going to go all types of racing, um, mm. which is good because obviously it's another way of bringing more money in and opening up their market. But at the end of the day, if they want to compete on the long course, is, is that something they're aiming for, or they just want to be their own events? Well, I think what they're pushing is shorter swim, shorter run, which is typically what a lot of people either struggle with. They're either a crappy swimmer yeah. or they're they can't run whether it be age or injury or whatever. So I think that's really the, the sort of little angle they're trying to take and also trying to make it a, a fun sort of thing, have unique courses. Um, so, yeah, just 
still early days for them, so I'll be um, interested to see. And it's, a, it's another um, another avenue that Mac is working with. So, um, and they've got a few other good pros on there as well. So, well, I yeah. think what's cool as well is it's just um, opening up our sport to different ways of doing things, isn't it? And it's got to be cool, you know, doing different types of distances and different types of areas. It's got to be good. That's exactly right. Okay, Janice is no longer with WTC, John. So it's good old Albinator sent through an email about three or four days, maybe a couple of days ago, sending us to a slow Twitch forum thread, and uh, it looks like there's a bit of controversy, John. Yeah, people are firing up, and, and I, I, I don't, I'm not necessarily uh, going to get into a rant on this one because they were a sponsor. Right, right, give, and, a um, give a bit of background. So what's happening? Well, well, okay, I'll give the background as as to my knowledge. Allegedly. I'm not sure if it's 100% allegedly. <laughs> so Janice, basically, they, they, they did some great things, you know, in terms of fundraising and getting money out there. But they were still a corporate business on the same on 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 the other side of it. So I think what we've got to be careful of here is is they've got. Um, different agendas there. They did awesome things, fundraising money and, and getting that money back into the community, but it was a sponsorship deal. Um, so I think, you know, I'm, I'm fine with this as long as um, well, WTC, I, I think the best way about it would be each event can have their own charity. You know, at Ironman New Zealand, their, their charity there is the um, cystic fibrosis. Yep. And so I think as long as WTC carry on and have, allow individual races uh, to have their own charity, I don't really see the problem here. And if, if Janice didn't stump up the money that WTC wanted for their sponsorship, then then I think WTC are completely it's, – it's their call. You know, If they think they've got a, a product that, that, that values X amount of sponsorship and if they're not prepared to front it up, then, then, then so be it. And um, I, just think, I just hope that they keep that – charity side of things going at Ironman races because um, it's a fairly easy way for people to, to put something back into the community and, and it's proved successful everywhere it goes. Oh, I'm pretty sure that, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not going away. You know, it's a, big, yeah. it's a big part of our sport and it's a big part of the history of our sport and, you know, it's one thing we do do really great and that's WTC's influence as well. You know, they actually, they reward people who want to, you know, fundraise for the races. Like if you go to a race and like an Ironman New Zealand and you end up like Daddy Death, Peter Tinholt, he yep. won. He won a trip to Kona because he fundraised the most money, and you know, like they really get behind that. And it's you know, we we give WTC a lot of shit on the show at times, but when it comes to fundraising, they're doing great work, and our sport's putting a lot of money into areas that really need it. So I think uh, you can't mm. give WTC too much of hard work on this one. Yeah, so no, I think uh, a few people were getting their knickers in a twist, but I think um, yeah, they're doing they're doing some good things there. Yeah. The big news of the, the big news of the oh, week, though, Devin. Wait a second, back it up. So I'm, I'm, I'm just on on the on my emails the other day, and I said emails can't start coming through, John. And I, yeah. No one told me what was happening. Where was the memo? Oh, uh, there was no memo. I just saw it. I've had a few emails through from you saying, "Oh, well, next time you guys are doing bike jersey orders, because Bevan forwards all the emails to me." Just let me know. I thought, right, timing's right. I'm doing a bike jersey order. Anybody who wants a bike jersey, we've got the short sleeve full zip option. We've got Thanks, the long man. sleeve Thanks. full zip option. You've got the winter full zip option. So you've got three different options there. If you want to get a bike jersey, probably going to only keep the order open for another ten days or so. Um, what's the date today? It must be about fifteenth, is it? Um, I don't have a clue. Wait a second, give me yeah. two seconds. Um, 14th. 14th. Oh, no, no, I'm still communist China. You're still communist China? Oh, right. 15th, so. yep. That's a, it's the same in, in um, no, same, Dem- Democratic New Zealand as well. It's the same. <laughs> um, so, well, let's say another uh, 10 days. So, the order's going to close on the 25th. And uh, as I said, just email us through and I'll send you an order form. And uh, you're away laughing. They're stylish. Whether you're going into winter or whether you're going into summer, we've got the option for you. And it's full zip. Look at that, John. We're servicing the whole industry. 
Yeah, that's right. Just, just thanks for the memo, mate, because it just made me feel like I was an important part of the show. You know, Gosh. Just, you know. I, 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 I don't want to bog your inbox up any more than necessary. Oh, well, thanks, thanks for that executive decision. I was, you know, was thinking of, of you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you got, you got your Camp France open. So what's happening there, mate? It's going to be awesome. It's going to be mid-August next year. Sensational. We're going to the Alps and uh, really looking forward to it. We're so going to be starting. one or two times already. We've done France once and we've done the Pyrenees and we've done, last time we did Italy and the Dolomites. This time's France and the, and the Alps, um, starting in Lyon and heading up towards uh, Annecy and then down to Embram and then back up to Lyon. So, and we're going to be taking in heaps and heaps of the really cool coals like um, Alpe d'Huez, there's your plan. Lots and lots and lots of them. All the, all the biggies down the Alps we're doing. So uh, if you can, go to Ep- uh, I think it is about 10 days, I think. So plenty of time. So we've timed it so that it's sort of after all the main European Ironmans and American Ironmans. So it's in, it's in uh, mid-August. And it, but it's far enough out that it's a really good base period for those guys that are doing Kona so that's the reason for that timing and um, yeah if you can get onto epiccamp.com and you find out all the details on there or just flick me through an email and I'll fill you in bring it on tampon okay uh, sponsors Athlinks we've got an email through from Pete Hagen saying just a thought when you're promoting Athlinks mention how you can track your PRs for you I've been on Athlinks for about a year and I didn't know that it tracked this for me it's pretty cool Thanks for your work. So what's happening here? John, tell me all about it. It is cool. So all you need to do, if you, as long as you sign up to Athlinks, and if you're not, get on it. Um, you just literally go onto your profile, and I'm just doing the same, and it's, it's really cool. Um, you go onto your results, and then down the right-hand side, you, they basically put all your different results into different categories, You know, whether it's a, a 10K, 15K, 20K, a 21K half marathon, Olympic distance triathlon, iron distance triathlon, um, whatever. And then you just click on that particular one, and then it'll just give you a little summary of your results. So for me, if I click on marathon, I've only got two listed in there, and it gives you your best time, and then it gives you your latest time, and it gives you your average time. Um, and then when you get your other races listed in there as well, it also tells you the difference between your um, your best time and whatever where you're far, uh, slower and how much slower you were from, from your best time. So it's a cool little feature, and... Um, as time goes by, when you're a few years down the track, it'll, be, it'll just be a great referencing tool to see either your progression or your non-progression, and um, just a great little way to keep your records. So it get on to athletes. You're in the sport, hey? Like if you've just started out, first few years, you can be going great, great, all, all up, and then a little bit older, time goes on, it's a little bit harder. Exactly, and it's good for, you know, often when you scroll through event websites trying to find your, your own result, it's a bit of a drag, you know, you go, right, I've done, I've done this race three years in a row, um, you've got to go back and if you want to check your times, you've got to go back and then you've got to find yourself in the results here, it's all stored in one place. So I'd say that thing, and the one other thing I would say is um, I really like the Facebook feature they've got on Athlinks, um, you just follow follow the little instructions on there and uh, you just click on, click on the Facebook button next to your result and it exports it straight to Facebook um, and then people can you know your non-triathlon buddies can sort of see what, what events you've been doing and, and make comments and stuff on it as well so I think it's a cool little feature Okay John, well I'm actually going to go to Athlinks right now in Communist mm. China, hopefully it pulls it lets me go there because <gasps> let's have a look Oh Unless you're in Houston. Oh, no, yes. Houston we, don't, Houston, we don't have a problem? We don't have a problem. Oh, slightly concerning for a second there. So I'll put up okay. things right now because we're going to do Hot Topic of the Week. And last week we did Hot Topic of the Week. And it was 
lottery for loyalty. So we someone threw an email asking us. Someone, daddy, daddy, death sent through oh, the email. I haven't got the page up. Give me two. Okay, okay, you keep talking. I'll pull my page up. Daddy Death Peter Tinholt sent through an email just saying whether the lottery system should be tweaked at all or, or somehow you'd be rewarded for doing more um, more Ironman WTC races, not necessarily in terms of getting a free entry into Kona and just getting there by the fact of uh, doing lots of races, but more so you have a better chance in a lottery system. So I'll kick it off. Andrew Brin Search, I think having a lottery could be good um, as there is a chance then everyone has a chance of getting in. How about so many you do get your training plan so you can get into Kona by qualifying, not using the lottery? Interesting. Okay, um, do another one, John, because I'm just having internet problems. Okay. Alistair Hall, uh, Kona is the World Championships and should be the best of the best who have got there um, through qualification, which is fair enough. But when you consider the large number of people who get there through the lottery, corporate, charity methods, I can't help but think someone who has done 10 Ironmans is more deserving than someone who has done one and got lucky in the lottery. Well, good old Dave Tunney's laying some smack down. He's going, assuming by reward you mean get to Kona. If they can't make the grade, uh, get a slot to get a slot, why should they be given a slot simply for failing most often? <laughs> oh. You know, Mason many Boyles. friends here, David. No, Mason Boyles also puts a bit of smack down. Toughen up. If you aren't dominating the dojo, you don't deserve any awards. The old, fat and slow among us are welcome to participate in this great sport but shouldn't expect any medals no matter how many races they do. Good old Gavin Rogers says, Sorry, but you should tough it out like the rest of us. With that much experience, you are bound to get a time slot. Well, that's not necessarily true. Uh, the older you get, suggest so uh, you get a free entry to Ironman event, but not Kona. If you, uh, if you do do 10 Ironmans, you get a free entry on your 11th. Uh, a bit like the 10, get one free. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Um, uh, Annette Lee said, the, uh, the, if Kona, Kona truly was only the best, then yep. You wait your turn, but it's not. What about those who go back every year having gained a slot through half Ironman? Now, that's not fair. And the one last comment she made, um, fairness in WTC in the same sentence is an oxymoron oxymoron anyway, like that. Okay, John, your thoughts? Um, I I think that, uh, firstly, I like the idea. But I still kind of like having a, a little bit of a lottery. So at the moment, the issues I've got, it's got it's, I think it's 200 slots for the lottery. And of that, 150 go to American, the American lottery, and then 50 go to the rest of the world. So that kind of, uh, I think, is pretty pathetic to start with. When you consider, I think there's about eight Ironman races in um, America out of about 25. So the percentages just don't match up. You know, you've got, say, about 30, 40% of the iron distance races in America, you, you're giving you know, 75% of the slots to Americans. Yeah. So I'm not happy about that. Um, but I, I think it's a good idea um, that Peter mentioned. I think having coming up with some system that if you say maybe do 10 Ironman races, um, then you pay your little fee and you can go into a separate iron, um, lottery system. So maybe they have 100 of the slots going to general lottery and then another 100 going into a lottery for people that have done 10 Ironmans. And I think that would be a, a much better way of doing it. And the hundred slots that go to the general public population need to be done worldwide. Bugger this American stuff, yeah, giving them more slots of them. Yeah. Yeah. Just say hundred slots worldwide, general lottery, you've got to do your uh, you just gotta pay your money and you're you're off and then another hundred slots go to people that have done ten or more races. That's the way I like to see it. 
I'm actually a little bit more lenient, John, because I, I love that idea and I think it's a great idea. But I kind of, I'm of the thinking, mate, you do T9 means you deserve a free Kona slot. I know some people are going to say, well, you know, you've got to earn to get Kona and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you know what? That's true. But there is an aspect of Kona where there are people who are doing it who haven't even done an Ironman, you know? So it's like, for me, if, if we're going to have that aspect in Kona, the people who have done 10 races should be rewarded. There are people who have done 10 races who aren't ever going to get to Kona. They're not that fast. And so, and it's, you know, even if they had their best day ever, they'd still be miles off the pace. And so, for me, it's like, if you've committed to 10, you know, IM races around the world in your time, just give them a slot. Yeah, I guess the only issue there could be you lose control then. So you don't know. I wouldn't have a clue how many people have done 10 Ironmans. Yeah, um, I'm thinking in a calendar year... There's not going to be that many. You know, uh, you're and, thinking you get it once. Yeah, but you're thinking from a New Zealand perspective where we've only got one Ironman. When you've got guys in North America that could easily do three three in a year, um, still, I suppose it would take them three or four years to build I don't, up I don't, think, I don't think. I think probably annually you probably get maybe up to 40, 50 people max. So then if they all went in the lottery under my system, they'd all get in anyway. Plus, WTC would get an extra 50 bucks off them all for going in the lottery. Well, actually, they maybe should charge a thousand bucks as a part of the, you know, <laughs> the yeah. price we're doing it. Uh. So, so, I don't know. I, I just kind of think that, like, you know, Ted from Christchurch, when he did yep. his 10th Ironman New Zealand, he got a t shirt. Like, and, you know, good on him for making up a t shirt, nice. But, you know, these people commit a lot of time, money, and, and effort and put it into the sport. You know, like, and, you know, Ted actually can qualify for Kona, but, you know, like, for someone, you know, these people have. They, that would be the dream to get to Kona, and it's like, I don't know, if you're giving so many slots away anyway, why not reward the ones who actually are committed to the sport? Mm. So I think so. the consensus is we like the idea, just needs to come up with a system to make it work. Daddy Death needs to be running the WTC, I reckon. That's right. Bugger yeah. that Dalmain stuff, Daddy Death. Get on the WTC board. <laughs> That's the one. Scott Walker, Walker sent through this one. Uh, he wants to basically, I enjoyed the list of the top 10 videos. Oh, oh we want, I enjoyed the books. So he wants to know what are the top ten endurance style videos or movies that are out there. But basically, because here in the north we're about to go sub zero for the next few months, um, and so he says, although I enjoy winter activities like cross country skiing, skating, and even long runs, it usually means extended time indoors on the trainer. So just looking after some, looking for some good DVD recommendations you guys have got for well, what am I supposed to be doing, Bevan? Oh, I'm supposed to be talking to someone, but I'm talking to you, so I can't. Um, Good DVDs for you guys. Well, well, no, let's, let's open this up a little bit more. Basically, good movies that you can watch on the wind train. Yes. Yep. Okay, so it could, it could even be Point Break, because let's be honest, Point Break is the greatest movie of all time. I'm sure it is. Do you remember Point Break, John? I think I've seen it. I oh, think so. John! That's a, that was the movie <laughs> of our teenage years. Young, dumb, oh, full man. of cum. Remember that saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're, 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 you're a lot younger than me. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, yeah, I do. I've watched. I'm sure I have. I just can't remember. It. Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze, oh, yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, and it's got the red hot chili peppers in oh, it. Oh, yeah, it? it's all coming back to you, isn't it? Yeah, it's just oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, uh, let's do age group three, two, one. Age, age group of the week. week. And old Tim Peterson sent through this one. Just recently became aware of your website and your podcast through uh, DC Rainmakers website. Oh, great! I uh, really enjoy your podcast and listen to them while going to work. Uh, excellent topics in a light atmosphere with a great spirit, and he loves our accents. Beautiful. A friend of mine recently did Challenge Copenhagen, and I would like to nominate him as Age Group of the Week. Even though uh, he, on the bike, got a flat tyre and crashed and broke his front derailleur, 
because if a spectator walked out in front of him, oh, it hurts. He managed to finish in 10 hours and 14 minutes in his first Ironman distance race. His name is Christian Sailing, and he had a bib of three one three three nine. His splits were one fourteen in the swim, a nine nearly a nine minute transition. Oh, sharpen up there! Come on, Christian, jeez! Yeah, come on, man, sharpen up! You hadn't had the crash yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a bike of five oh six, T two transition with five minutes. That's a lot better, and then a runtime of. A Three hours and forty. It would be great to send him back the link to your website. Tell him that he's one of your age groupers of the week. So uh, we want to say, Tim, is it Tim? No, we uh, want to say Christian, Christian, your age group of the week. But, so I, I always respect people who have a crash and go on and, the race and uh, flat tire yeah, and, and obviously. Front derailleur, so I guess he was probably stuck in his, his front chain, chain ring, which for that Copenhagen course is probably not that big a deal because it was pretty flat. But still, um, and that's also to ride a 506 with a puncher and with a crash um, yeah, is pretty solid, impressive. But uh, yes, overall, very solid performance. And a solid run after that ride. Yeah, so nice time. Man. And it's his first Ironman, so 10 hours 14. And Take if you're it. in an Ironman and you've got to cross the road, just have a bit of patience. You know, yeah. <laughs> you, do, you really do have to have your wits about you when you're racing because you've got to not know so much when you're racing, but also when you're spectating. You've always got to be looking both directions. And if you're following somebody, remember down on, on like on the course and wrote when you're on the the running down the footpath there. They don't really allow many spectators there because if you're watching one way and then there's athletes coming the other way, it's it is pretty hard to to um to see what's going on. So be be an alert spectator. Well, I know and, I am. He um. Years ago, when he came watch me do Iron Man, he accidentally walked down in front of an athlete who crashed into him. And you know, oh, yeah. Slam Iams not the kind of guy who would have been, you know, being an idiot. He would have been real cautious because he's kind of that type of guy. And yeah. as a spectator, he just felt so like horrible, so much to the point now that when you go watch a race with Slam Iams now, good old Dunk, he doesn't cross the road on the course at all. He walk like he walk, <laughs> he walk like two k's up the road to cross the road because he doesn't want it to ever happen again. So he's setting an, he's setting an example. He's learned from his mistakes and he's being a better person, John. Very good. Yes. Okay, what have we got next? Sponsor. Oh, okay. So we actually got an email through, didn't we, from quite a few people asking, you know, about your Auckland Marathon. You had a great day and you were saying after the race that by using Extreme Endurance, you really felt that it helped with your recovery after the race. And so people were just wondering, what kind of dosage did you use leading up to the race? And I basically... Basically followed the instructions, um, except for in about the last uh, 10 days, Sandy recommended. Uh, so the, the general dosage is you take three tablets twice a day, and then uh, you just basically carry that on year-round. Um, and I have to admit, after the race, I didn't actually, you know, I was just pretty slack because I didn't have anything else coming up. So I wasn't, didn't actually take anything after the race. So it was really that pre-race stuff that, that seemed to help me a lot with my recovery. But in the last 10 days, I did boost it up to four, tw- four tablets twice a day. Um, Sandy just recommended that so gave that a nudge and um, definitely I would say that uh, it, it helped my recovery I'm not saying I didn't have sore legs at all I was definitely tight um, and definitely I did have some doms in my quads uh, but it was it was nowhere near as bad as say Christchurch and nowhere near as bad as uh, when I did a race earlier in the season I did a like a 15k race um, the tight tap 15k and after that I was just a cripple for, for a good a good half week and then for a good week I really wasn't able to do any sort of um, structured running um, after the marathon uh, the marathon was on Sunday morning um, I was right to run on Tuesday Wednesday I ran Thomas to school and back it's only a few k's but it felt absolutely fine running so 
uh, that's the only thing I can put da- put it down to because I did no warm down. Um, I didn't uh, get my compression stuff on until that evening. Um, no my, ice bath. No ice bath. My my nutritional recovery was that was wasn't too bad. I was pretty good on that. Um, but I also found the same thing after five k. I just didn't have that soreness. So, regardless of what it does to your performance, um, whether you think that's going to give you a big boost or not. I really do think it, it, it helps your recovery. So uh, well, check it out. If it helps your recovery. It helps your performance. Because exactly. You're going to train better the next day. Especially for when you're, do, when you're doing a training race. When it comes to your, um, your, your A race, and you're probably like me, I was going on a break straight afterwards. It didn't actually matter that much. Um, but I'm sure it probably did have an impact maybe in that last 10K of the race if, you, if, you, if you're not quite so screwed up. So if you want to get some, get on to xendurance.com. The other thing I noted on their website as well, if you just want to find out a bit more about the product, they're really good at keeping their YouTube stuff up to date. And on the left-hand side of their page, if you just scroll down a little bit, they've got Extreme Endurance. How does Extreme Endurance work? And it's just basically got a question and answers um, YouTube clip on there. So just go on there and you can find out some more details. Okay, mate. Love your work. Uh, xendurance.com. Check it out. Check, 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 check it out. Okay, guys, uh, website of the week. It wasn't our best. Good old Andrew Winter actually sent through an email just saying he's being <laughs> he's getting sick of being attacked by magpies in Christchurch. Uh, he's been having a season in Christchurch, is it? <laughs> really does suck, but it's, it's pretty much over now. Yep. Uh, he's basically he's been doing a few wind training sessions lately and he's found this really cool website. Uh, it's quite a long one. It's called chapelhill.homeip.net slash cycling slash wind trainer. Has a massive range of uh, training sessions, but the best part is that for each session you click on a link that uploads a black screen with a timer and on it you basically do what the timer is telling you to do. Really cool to set your computer up next to your bike. So basically what I opened and checked it out. So what it does, go to the website and it has some different workouts. So let's say you're going to do an hour workout and it's got different intervals in it. You might have five minutes fast, five minutes off for 20 minutes, and then a minute hard, a minute easy. So you kind of pick your program before you start your workout. You push start, and then the, the clock just starts to wind down, but then it gives you buzzers telling you what you should be doing at each time. So it kind of gives you a focused wind trainer session. Totally. And we had another website like this a while ago. Um which did a very similar sort of thing, or did exactly the same sort of thing, but this really just gives you a bit more variety in terms of the workout. So I haven't gone through and checked out every single workout, but when it comes to doing winter workouts, sometimes it's just a case of trying to keep yourself a little bit interested, and this really does it. So it's, um, it's good, gives you the beeps, tells you when to go, tells you when to slow down. Um, so so, so I, I checked it out, you must have it through it a couple of weeks ago, and I checked this out when I was at home, and I turned it on, and you know, and oh, that's pretty cool, and then just, you know, put the the web page back in the distance on my on my desktop and my computer. So I'm working away, and this beep beep going on. And <laughs> for the life of me, I couldn't figure out where's that beep. I'm picking up the phone. And I <laughs> it took me ages to figure out. Oh, it's that bloody website. <laughs> yeah, so it's a good one. It just gives you, as you, as you said, just gives you more bit more variety for your northern hemisphere athletes over the winter months to uh, get on the wind trainer and keep yourself motivated. Beautiful. Okay. Um, Questions and answers. And answers. Nice. Jim Allpass sent through So, Jim Allpass sent through an email. He's 46 years age. He got into triathlon five years ago through a midlife crisis, as his wife calls it. Um, he raced Ironman Frankfurt early this year. He had no other goals other than to finish, which he did in 13 hours and 52 minutes. Nice. And, and he, was, he was stoked with that because all he wanted to do was finish. His question is, what... Uh, 
is the main things he should focus on to bring his time down at future events. Um, he goes on to say, I train uh, in training. I did some hundred mile mile road. I did one hundred mile miler on the bike a month or so before the event but otherwise rides are 40 to 60 miles running gradually increases the six months prior to the event to a maximum of 20 miles before the race day um, and basically just wants to take a fairly simplistic approach to how he can actually get a bit quicker and what I'd say is I wanted to try to give a bit of a message here for, for everybody to, to come from this email was firstly what you want to do when you're looking at your result and saying right how am I going to get faster you want to look at where you can get the easy time first and so I'd really say there's actually free time out there you can get so firstly that's through transitions where just have a look at your transition time have a look at the fastest pro see what the difference is obviously those guys are going to be quicker running through transition than your average Joe Bloggs going through, so you got to factor that in. But if they've seasoned it, actually getting the gear off and on, but totally. Yeah, but but if, if if they've done a two minute transition and you've spent fifteen minutes in transition, there's got to be some time that's going to be gained in there. So uh, that's just free, easy time. If you can gain five minutes in T one, five minutes in T two. Easy, 10 minutes, done. You don't have to do any training. To get a 10-minute improvement in any of your other disciplines requires a fair amount of work. So I think that's the first thing everybody should, should do is try to look for the free time through transitions. And the other one is through your, your equipment. Um, you can buy yourself time. You know Whether you want to buy better equipment is one choice, but two is maybe just looking at your bike setup and seeing if you can get slightly more aerodynamic without screwing anything up. Um, so that, again, is free time. And if you're in your off-season, Perfect time to be doing it now. Trial out some different positions. If you've got a power meter, relatively easy to do. If you haven't, maybe go to an experienced bike fitter and just see if you can get a bit more aero whilst maintaining or potentially even improving your power. So those that's free time. Um, in terms of uh, Jim talked about his um, race, he had a really big uh, drop off in the run. First 13 miles were 2 hours 18 minutes and then 3 hours exactly for the second half. So it's a 42 minute drop off which is significant yeah. and I guess really what you've got to look at there um, and this is the same for everybody who's doing Ironman who has a slower second half, was that pace drop off due more to fitness or due to poor pacing? Um, and if it's fitness, it's pretty simply, you know, you just obviously you need to do more training and you'll be able to sustain yourself a bit better all the way through the race but for most people it comes down to pacing and uh, so I think for, for a lot of people if they just go right I'm going to run the Ironman I'm just going to see how I feel and maybe just keep an eye on my heart rate I, I'd suggest running a lot more to pace so you know you should have a fairly good idea leading into the race what the best case scenario is for your marathon <clears throat> um, an Ironman based off what you can do in a fresh marathon or based off what you've done in a half Ironman and then you've got to calc- you know, add a bit on, calculate what best case scenario you think is and then you basically just run to that pace. So many people in Ironman and I'll include myself in there, the first few times you do it, you're running in that first half of the Ironman thinking oh, I'm just going, going easy here, it just feels easy and you get through halfway and you've done this amazing split yet it's felt really easy yeah. and then all of a sudden you get to about 25 to 30k and the wheels start falling off big time and you're just trying to hold it together. So my point here is in the first half of a marathon Ironman, it often does feel very, very easy um, and so you can often get suckered into going too hard and then just exploding and losing so much time. So and messages... Also, by doing that as well, also train yourself to allow yourself to feel like it's easy because... <clears throat> That's almost the mental battle of the first half because you're still feeling, you know, fresh-ish. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, 
So mentally you're thinking, well, I could probably go a little bit harder than this. And if you're, if you're a bit unexperienced, you're, you're going to go with that. Whereas if you've, if you've got a bit of a good plan, you've done your first race, you kind of know what the deal is. You know that, you know what, it should feel really easy right now. And my place plan says I should do this. So I, I need to stick to it. Mm. And so just 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 watch clock. Uh, just just watch your watch your clock all the way through. Obviously, not always K markers are exactly right, but if you average them out, you should be okay. So just 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 run a bit more to pace than um, than than sort of feeling your heart rate on that. That would be my suggestion there. As far as your training specifically goes for you, Jim, um, I think you definitely need to do more biking. Um, no matter what sort of level of athlete you are, um, for you or for other people out there, you need to be doing the full Ironman distance bike at least a couple of times in training in your build-up. So you only did a 100-mile, I think, maybe once. You need to be riding, um, you know, 112, 115 miles um, at least two or three times in training um, just just to get your fitness up and get used to riding that distance. And then what you've got to do in there as well is not just ride the distance but actually simulate the Ironman ride. So maybe doing you know 30 minutes easy, then one hour at Ironman pace and just repeating that all the way through the ride. So not only do you get used to riding long, but you get used to riding long and at race pace. So What's I think really that's... Um, when, you, um, when, when you actually listen to the interviews we've been doing with the age groupers over the last few weeks where um, the top age groupers... And most of them actually put down the fact that they take their training to the next level is what really gives them speed. You know, they get an opportunity maybe with, you know, their partner them to train more or they don't have to work so much. And it's often the increase in volume and training that makes a big difference in their speed bump, eh? Exactly. And uh, in terms of your running, I mean, if you're up to doing sort of, um, was it, 20, 20 miles, I think it was. I mean, you, it's it's getting up to as long as you need to run, so I wouldn't get too carried away. I'd just say the, the biking and simulating pace is really where you need to, to work at and also just have a look at your pacing. Okay, nice. Love your work. And then you'll be lots faster. So lots and lots and lots. Lots and lots and lots. I've got a couple of quick emails just that people have sent through. Uh, we did get one from Mark. I can't, haven't got his last name here, but uh, he was just commenting on the Macker interviews. He's basically saying, I've been listening to shows for seven years, enjoy them very much. I tune into the podcast like I'm sure many others do while putting the miles in. I was really looking forward to the Macker interview, but after only 15 minutes, I had to shut him off. I can see why Joe chose to train rather than to listen to Mecca go on and on about himself. It's no wonder he annoys the other pros. I'm just an age grouper, and I couldn't stand listening to the guy whining about the injustices done to him by the media and his peers. I really admire what he did at Kona, but that guy is so full of himself that it's not a great rep for the sport at all. I enjoyed the interview that you did with the age grouper a lot more. So just a different opinion. I have to say he was the only person who seemed to have sent an email that didn't like it, but... Um, yeah, it's interesting. Mecca does seem to have that ability to rub people the wrong way, doesn't he? Polarises people, Bevan, doesn't he? Polarises people. We've still got another like email through from um, Paul, oh no, Phil Tiffin, and he just sent us an email through so saying how great it is to train in uh, Taiwan. He lives in Taiwan. He's just said it's actually for triathlon. It's almost like a perfect training ground. But he wanted us to give a plug to uh, Craig Johns, who's a Kiwi coach over there. And he's got a website, NRG, those are the letters, to perform.com. So if you're in Taiwan and you want to check out a good coach, a good Kiwi boy, you can check and it out. I think he was, he was a pretty good athlete in his day, I think. Um, the name rings a bell. I, don't, I can't give you any more info than that. I just remember his name used to pop up a bit. And, and I did mention on the show last week that um, a few people's emails when I do return aren't going to them. So if you have sent me an email and you haven't got a response, we have got the information, but for some reason I just haven't been able to respond back to you. I have this kind of email rule that I always respond within 24 hours, so um, know that we have... Uh, I'll keep you to that. 
I know I do. Unless I'm, it'd be pretty rare when I don't respond within 24 hours. But, um, but if that is, if you haven't received an, like a return email, um, we we have got it, and unfortunately, just it's not coming back to you. So, and it's not just an excuse, John. I'm just getting out of it. <laughs> okay, and we have one other, one other sort of uh, plug to give from us. Uh, Briley sent through and, and he lives in the Seychelles and uh, he's got www.paradise and try Wait, so hyphen, say that again because you're, you're cutting out a little bit okay. we just had a few, a few technical problems but we're back so what happened John tell us what you're saying so we had an email in from Simon Briley who's an athlete um, who's lives over now in the Seychelles, which is a uh, an awesome place, part of the world. I've never been there, but it's just off uh, the I think it's east coast of Africa. And looking at the pictures and stuff on their website, it's just a, an awesome place as a destination. And if you want to, you know, combine a bit of a destination and with uh, doing some triathlon training, check it out. Um, go to the website paradise-try-training.uk. We'll have a link up on our site as well. So check that one out as well. Oh, great. Again, okay, so uh, if you want to check that out, you go to, I'll put some links to those on www.imtalk.me this week. Um, a few guys I've been donating lately, so if you want to donate to the show, we have a do, or what do we say? We don't know they say donate, are we? What do we say? It's a show of support, I think we say. Just give us a show of support. So if you want to uh, donate to the show, you can go to, basically, every bit of money that everyone gives us is helping us get to Kona next year. We're going back to Kona for the second time to deliver cool content like we did last time. <laughs> And uh, you know, deliver great, great shows. Oh man, I just did all my. I've just lost my passwords. Um, but if you want, <laughs> if you um, if you want to donate the show, go www.iamtalk.me and just click on the support the show, and uh, they'll take you through to PayPal, and you can just give some money, and that will help us get to Kona and deliver cool shows. And but in the process, you also get your own I'm Talk nickname. And John, you've done yours, and I've done three of mine, and I've got to think of one right now. So. Have you? Who is this? I think you've only got three to do. I only got four to do. Right, okay. I'll do my first one. David, the American Idol Ruckman. Tell me. Um, I've got to remember why I did this. So I did them a good week ago. Uh, I think he might be from um, Hollywood or something like that. And I think he may even work for Paramount Pictures or something like that anyway. So that's why I came up with that one. Really? American Idol. Well, it's, it's, it's what, not what you know. It's who you know. Exactly. Okay, then, well, I've gone with Kendall. Master of the Universe, Grey. Jeez. Oh, you like that? Yeah. And the reason, the thinking behind it was, I thought to myself, Kendall Grey, and I thought, Castle Grayskull? Because you right. love He-Man. Y- yes, He-Man, yep, yep. And then I thought, uh, then I thought Skeletor, because of Grey, and I thought, mm. uh, Skeletor's just not a very good one, so I thought, Master of the Universe. Nice. I thought like that one. Um, another regular contributor to the show who's donated more money, which we love a lot, is Ben, the Running Man score. Nice. Good old uh, Scott Greenberg. Greenberg made me think money, so I've called him the Money Man. The Money Man. Money Man. Nice. I'm typing them in as I go because I've got to keep record because I've, I've, I misplaced them otherwise. Then I've gone... This one, this is an old one they haven't done for a while that I thought I had, but um, maybe he's getting two nicknames. Peter the Eagle O'Malley. Oh, why the Eagle? Do you know what? Well, Peter O'Malley is an Australian golfer, and just uh, actually, you may not have heard this bit, but you may not may or may not have. But how about that rugby league of the weekend, Aussies? Turn that up, eh? Tell you what, it's good to be a Kiwi, John. New Zealand beat Australia in, the, in a big rugby league test. It well, crumbled under well, the pressure. Thing for those who don't know, the rugby league is, is kind of like the second, <laughs> the long lost cousin of rugby in New Zealand, and it's yeah. a, 
as a sport, like when I played rugby as a, as a teenager, there would be maybe four divisions, three divisions of 15 teams. So lots of kids play rugby. When I played league, I played a lot of league as well. There were six teams. So, yeah. you know, and it's in Christchurch and, you know, so like, and it's not a, like the number of people who play rugby league in New Zealand is really small. And the Australian yeah. rugby league team are, are actually proven to be the most successful sports team of all time, international sports right. team of all time. And, but over the last few years, and, you know, and in the past, we'd kind of beat them once every four or five years and we'd, you know, just be loving it. But over the last few years, we had the upper hand on them. We've won the World Cup and we, yep. and, and we they have this thing called the Four Nations. And then last, we've won it twice now in the last four years. So, um, yeah. Uh, very we, good uh, effort. Yeah, but anyway, the, the reason why Peter the Eagle O'Malley was – Peter O'Malley is an Australian golfer. And so I was trying to come up with some sort of golf angle. Nice. And I was thinking, an, an eagle. That's when you obviously you, – uh, when you do a good – Good hole in golf when you go, you got a birdie and then an eagle and then it's an albatross, isn't it? I think it's that order. Um, so that was why that one. I've got a big one. This is a long one. I've just thought of it. Okay. Richard Weddington. Now, to be honest, for some reason when there's Weddington makes me think of uh, like Paddington Beer. Paddington Beer, yeah. Yeah. And so then I went with, <laughs> it's a long one, John. Don't okay. with the scary beer, Richard Weddington. <laughs> right. You, you can, Richard, you can just bring that down to a scary beer. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Doesn't even fit in my little box there or so long. Don't mess with the scary bear. Okay. Now, this one requires a little thought. Alistair, Harold Bluetooth Hall. <laughs> You're going to love that one, Alistair. It's unique. Harold Bluetooth. Now, I've got to remember why I did this. Oh, that's right. I, um, when I went to Athlinks to see if Alistair was on there, he was. And he had, for some reason, I think it was a Norwegian flag there. I don't know if he lives in Norway or not. I thought his race results looked like they were from the UK. But anyway, I went with the Norwegian angle. And then I thought, Nor- Norway. What, what is Norway famous for? It's famous for Vikings. Let's try and find some famous Vikings. So I found, looked up Viking, famous Vikings, and I found Harold Bluetooth was, was one of the most famous Vikings there was. So Alistair, Harold Bluetooth, all. There you go. Yeah, I thought you, you were going to say, you say he had a photo of one of those bloody stupid Bluetooth ear things. And no, no, he's, he's he's a Viking. You know what? Team? Like, I thought just going the Viking would be a bit boring. Do you know what team? I know, I know. A lot of people are kind of busy, but unless unless it's absolutely critical, do not walk around with one of those Bluetooth ear things. In yes, in public, yeah. it's not cool. You're, you're not it's cool. Not, no. You're not you're not important. <laughs> No, 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 they're bad, aren't they? Don't do it. They're, they're, Unless, you know what, some people, maybe it is critical, but only if it's critical, do it, because... It, it, it's, in your car, fine. Yeah, in your car. In your car, it's okay. Sometimes, Anywhere sometimes else. Sometimes, maybe, but don't make, don't make it your, your third ear, because no. it's not cool. Okay, I'm with you on that, Evan. Paul Cadler. Uh, I was struggling with his one, and I and I haven't thought of anything, and then I just looked at the website we just mentioned before, energytoperform.com, yeah, got on Craig John's website, and I thought to myself, why won't he be the performance generator? Paul Kedler, the performance generator. Performance generator. Yeah, nice, because he generates great performances. Nice, yeah. I like it. Yep. And I've got one more, Paul, the outlaw Roger. John? Yes? Have we not used the outlaw before? Well, I don't know. <laughs> possibly, possibly not. I do, but I don't scroll through to check if I've, I've used them or not. But I think we may have done, but we're going to go again. And the, we can't do that. You can't you oh, can, oh, add, something oh, to add something to the outlaw. So it's like the, you know, like the, the, the jumping outlaw or the, the sad oh, outlaw. You say something funny, Bevan, and I'll just... Uh, okay, okay. 
Um, Tell us your latest joke. Joke of the week. Have you got a joke of the week? Um, um, okay. How many meals did you get on your flight? You're in China. How many meals did you get on your flight over? Good stories, John. So I'm thinking I'll wait till the end of the show to tell my stories. Are you trying okay. to have a nickname? I'm just going to check them out on Athlinks. Oh, you got it. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, joke of the week. Um, how can you tell a blind man in a nudist camp? I don't know, Bevan. How can you tell a, bl- a blind man in a nudist camp? It's not hard. Uh, I think I'd probably told you that one. That's a shocker. <laughs> I don't have any good jokes. Righty ho. Okay, here you go. Uh, here we go. He's the um, the Cumbrian outlaw. The Cumbrian outlaw. See, John, a bit more effort. Love your work. And the reason he's that is because uh, I was looking at his race results and he did the outlaw triathlon. <laughs> and I thought, good on him for doing that race. And he's from Cumbria, so he's a Cumbrian outlaw. The Cumbrian outlaw. Okay, then, John. Well, um... I missed one email. Do we want to do that one? The one from Simon Britley? Or done that one. Oh, did we do that? Okay. Oh, that was the Paradise Try Training. Okay, dot code. Okay. Okay, John Sponsor. Donathlinks.com. No, we didn't do coffee. Oh, sponsor. <laughs> Do you want to miss coffees of Hawaii? Crikey, I've been editing, editing my page and I cut that little bit out. Um, and I had something. I'll talk to you what you're going to talk to, John. What you did. Oh, do you, do you cut stuff out as you go along? No, 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 no. I just must have edited it somehow. And damn, Microsoft. Damn. Blame Microsoft. Get a Mac, John, I tell you. Once you're a Mac, you never go back. Okay, well, well, a couple of weeks ago, John told me to put something up on the website. And luckily, he wasn't here last week because I would have got to sleep on the hand because I forgot to do it. But last week, John, I put it on the website. So if you go to dub, 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 I am talk.me right now. You can see there's a new ad for Coffees of Hawaii there. I'm actually pulling up um, I am talk. And it's not banned in communist China, which is good news. Gosh. Um, and there's a link to Coffees of Hawaii's special page where you get a hundred percent, a free bag of a hundred percent Kona coffee for any order over forty dollars. So you go to Coffees of Hawaii or go to imtalk.me, click on that link. I'm doing it right now. That takes you through to Coffees of Hawaii promotional page, um, and then you can order your coffee that you'd normally get. You spend over forty dollars and you instantly get the free bag of coffee. Of coffee. That's a good deal. Nightingale coffee with any purchase over forty dollars. Into the code. Free stuff. Mm, so. Who doesn't like free stuff? John. Hands up who doesn't like free stuff. I, I'm not putting my hands up, John. My hands no. are staying glued to the table. That's right. Yeah. Free stuff. We like it. And it's also coming into that time of year where it's gift-giving time. John, John, it's more than just free stuff. It's bloody good product. It is. Yeah. That's right. That's right. No no, no complaints there. I'm not going to object to that. There's no, certainly I, I, not. I'm not complaining. So get your, get your free stuff. And also while you're there, get, you get some presents and stuff for Christmas. It's always difficult to buy from men, as Bevan says. Yep. Coffees is good, and uh, and you can also get you great. You can get yourself some nice little sauces and make it a complete pack rather than just saying, right, I can't just give somebody one bag of coffee. Honest, you give them a little nice espresso mug. To or you be can honest, get them if you're for men, I don't know if the mugs are that important. I know, oh, yeah. I know, we're giving pot coffees to voice some love here, but I've got to be honest. They just want the travel mug. Then travel, travel mug. mug. Now that's good, John. There you go. Men would like that. But if you give them coffee cups, they'll go. We're at six. Maybe I'm getting myself in trouble here. Chicks yeah. <laughs> love the cups. That's right. Here we go. Six bucks for a uh, a travel mug. Perfect for your car's cup holder. Sorry? It's pretty cheap. It is. Yeah. Coffees of Y style. So there you go. Go to coffees. We'll go through our website, imtalk.me. Click on the link. You go through Coffees of Y and get your deals. Okay, John. Anything else? Sponsors are? Athlinks.com. Make sure you get your PBs happening. Extremeendurance.com. No, Xendurance.com. Take, take it a little bit more before the race. 
and coffees of Hawaii. Go to their page. Okay, John, right. anything else uh, we need to mention before we do our little bit? If you want to get a sponsor, if you want to get a nickname, go to PayPal or go to imtalk.me. Um, if you want to get bike a- jerseys. Oh, jerseys, yes. Big, that's fairly urgent. Bike jerseys, email, email us through and I'll send you the order form. And I've just added a few more books to our book page. So if you want to get some uh, some books off Amazon, we've got quite a few recommendations up there and also some very good triathlon books and also some triathlon DVDs. Uh, you haven't sent me through, so no, I haven't. Well, I mentioned them on the show. Yeah, well, you can send through some of the audio books. We'll get some of those up there, some of your, your favourite audio books okay, as well. I'll do that because I'm just checking out the books you've got up there. and They're gold. None that I've ever read. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, so, what have you been up to, mate? What's the goal? Uh, I'm back from holiday. Yes, I'm back into it. Back from holiday. Didn't really do much for the week after the uh, marathon and didn't really do much on holiday. And back into it and back into tri training. Had my first swim back. Um, foolishly went to swim squad for my first swim back. Basically, basically haven't swum from, swum from uh, since probably epic camp almost I mean I did have a week in Poland where I swam um, over there but other than that it's pretty much zero and uh, went back into it so I had to go to the Saturday morning smackdown yeah, well, at well, QT what do you think John you know you, you, you know, I know you haven't swam for a year but you're, you're a good swimmer you know and you've, you're, yeah. in your day you could smack down with the best of them so it's, it's so you're going still to the pool, you put your speedos on, you're thinking, I'm not sharp, but hey, I've still got it with these boys. That's what you think. Uh, it's been so long from my, since I've swum, I couldn't actually even find my speedos, so I had to go in in a pair of tri shorts. Oh, wow. So you put your tri shorts on, you're sitting there and you're going, you know what, I'm not as sharp as what I normally am, but hey, I could still lay a little bit of smack down. What no, I went straight to the back of the lane, or mid lane started and then faded my way to the back of lane two. So. But that was okay. I, was, I actually felt a little bit better than what I did. But after about 30, 35 minutes or so, it was like swimming in treacle. It was pretty hard work. But I still managed to knock out a good three and a half, three and a half, maybe 4K. So I was quite happy with that. Saturday morning swimming is back on the agenda. John, Got clearance. You're proud of me. Why, why am I proud of you? Well, I went for a swim. Nice. I know, I know. Middle is probably only 750 metres. Okay. In my, in my hotel here. I'm saying at Sheridan, they put me up in some pretty nice spot here, and um, I, I did a workout, I took a couple of classes, and then I jumped on the bike at the gym, and then I did some weights, and I walked up, and I, there was a swimming pool, and it's 25 metres, so I thought, I was going to knock out a few legs, John, and I have to admit, I, I enjoyed the experience. Good, like, good stuff. Like, come back. Oh, well, unfortunately, you can't make you come back at my triathlon event, because you'll be commentating, no. or in... in, in Doing your BJ DJ. BJ DJ. Nice. Yeah, we had that. But other yeah, than that, Bevan, it's uh, I'm back in tri training, so I'm excited about that. It's feeling good. I like it. Apparently, done a couple of pretty, bike rides. Pretty, pretty nice and crushish. It's very good. It's a bit cool today, but the swimming pool has been filled up and uh, it's been used already, so the weather is good in Christchurch. Okay, well, I'm in communist China, John, and and I have to admit, I do love communist China because a they think you're a superstar. You turn up here. I'm, I'm at a fitness conference. Like, I go to fitness conferences all around the world. And, and you know, normally most of them, you, you know, you're kind of recognized and it's kind of cool. You turn to Communist China and, and you're a rock star, man. I, I, turn up, I turn up into my room and you get all this free gear. They've got this company called Linging, which is like the, the Chinese version of Nike. They've got like 4,000 stores. And you go to the store and you get, you know, I literally walk into this big kind of rebel sports and they say, have whatever you want. So I've got all this new gear, which is cool. But when I went in my room, they even had gear for me there. Nice. This big box of T-shirts, you know, like this huge <coughs> box of just T-shirts. And, and I looked and I thought, what, what, why have there so many T-shirts? Couldn't really figure it out. Didn't even look at the T-shirts. Go downstairs for the meeting. You go, oh, did you get T-shirts? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And they go, did you see them? And I was like, no. 
they got all these t-shirts printed off of me on it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's a cartoon version of me, and it's got my name embroidered on the side of it and everything, and this linging company's done it. So, John, I'll send yes. you one. I'll, I'll bring um, you one home. Bring more than one. I, I want seven so I can wear one every day of the week. And while you're at it, bring another seven for Blinda because I'm sure she'll want to wear them every day of the week I'll, as well. One for your whole family. Tell me that because there's hundreds of them. So, yep, yep, uh, yep. Although there's not many left because people wanted them. Yeah, it was, it was a madness last night giving them out. But the other thing is as well, I, I, I do lead a pretty experienced, rich life. And yesterday, we so we, you kind of have the areas that you're excellent in, so or your areas of expertise in the industry. So I'm kind of known for the, like the spin classes and the pump and and the real kind of basic aerobic movement. I'm not in any of the dance classes. And yesterday they had a, uh, a dance class introduction and they, I had to be up on for half a class doing the dance class. And I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a bad mover, John. I can pull it off well enough. But I'm basically up on the stage with hundreds of people in front of me doing this dance class. And I, I have to admit, it was my Britney Spears moment, John. Oh, dear. You would have been proud of me. Gosh. So maybe I'm um, thinking like next, next week when I'm home I can teach you a few dance moves and we can put that up on the net. Yeah, I think our first my f- first demonstration of swim technique might might be a bit more appealing for the audience than seeing me dance. Uh, it's it's not it's not pretty. It's not it's, it's really not pretty. Dance? You're not a no, I could be highly intoxicated before yeah, well, I get, get out the drink. You were. Yeah, that, that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what were we saying about free stuff before? Yeah, free stuff. I tell you what, mate. It, it, like it's you, so you went into the store, and your nature, your, your normal nature says, okay, well, don't be greedy because you know as much as they're saying, take as much as you want. You know, you don't want to take the piss out of it. So I go around and I choose the really nice stuff, and I go up and I say, oh, you know, thank you very much. I'm, re- you know, it's really great. And they say, no, 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 you go back for more. And I, <laughs> and I went and got a couple more things, and then. No, 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 you go back for more. And then I when I got a few more things, they say, what about your family? So then I've got some things for Joe, for Tyler. And like, literally, I've got probably 12 skins items. Wow. Yeah, like because they did. It's not cheap. Well, yeah. Well, it was free. So, yeah, I know. Yeah, so I, I like literally got every kind of skin thing you can get. I've got a long sleeve top, short sleeve top, the arms, the calves, the, the travel pants, the long, everything. And I just go, no, no, you have more, and it was just, got, it was ridiculous. So I can't complain. The life of the Z grade celebrity, eh? You, mate. Hey, mate, I must be up to like, I must be up to T now. T, T, <laughs> nice. So there you go. So love next week. Chinese. Next week, are we back in studios. Back in the studios. Oh, next week we have M on the show. Is it next week? Is it sixth? Oh no, that's a few weeks away few weeks away so if you've got any questions on nutrition yeah. we're actually we're gonna we're gonna focus a bit more on uh trying to do a bit of a weight loss one so if you've got any sort of questions regarding trying to get your weight down fire them through and then we'll give them a crack um when she's on the show in a few weeks time Great. okay john let's wrap it up i'm russ i mean no train hard train smart keep the car sweet as yeah.